0: Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com. Here on the Mindset for Life podcast, we look at ideas that help you reclaim your power and purpose in life, relationships, and work. This podcast is for you if you lead teach, and serve others. You want things to get a little better each day, and you're ready to focus on your mindset to make it happen. Hello, and welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. I'm Bethany, and I'm very happy to be with you today. I'm always happy to speak with you, so thanks for joining me. If you're here, it's because you really want to invest in yourself, or maybe you just want to make a change. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about overwhelm, a topic I'm deeply familiar with and one that I coach a lot in my work. I was outside in my backyard, and we have a little row of shrubs, and even though we have rocks around them, occasionally a weed will slip in. We don't know how those weeds get there because there's really not a lot of dirt for them to latch onto, but if you know weeds, you know they can just grow anywhere. This weed is a stringy little thing and it has twisty little vines and it looks a little bit like morning glory. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's kind of pretty even though it's a weed. So it starts to grow little by little over these shrubs and then it's twisty little vines entangle themselves around every piece of that plant. And just like overwhelm, it spreads and it starts to plant new roots here, there and everywhere, or at least we think it does. The plant was growing over two or three shrubs and twisted around every little branch of those shrubs. And the other day I was out there with my dog running around and I thought I should pull that weed. So I started pulling at the pieces that were over the first shrub and they were connected to the pieces that were on the second shrub and so forth. When I got to the root of it, all of this spread out over many different bushes was actually just one plant. There was one root and all of its fingers were going everywhere, but there was only the one root. And once I was able to put my hand around it and pull it all the way out and get the whole root, all those little vines that were tangled everywhere just came naturally with it and I could easily throw it away and get rid of that weed overwhelm is a lot like that weed when we're looking at things they seem to be spread out everywhere maybe they seem pretty divergent like there's just a lot to do a lot to think about a lot of emotion and it's spread out so wide that we feel like to tackle it we just don't even know where to start if we can figure out what the root of that overwhelm is we can solve the problem and we may have to go back and prune it again and again But it will be easier because we have tackled that first one and it's not there anymore. So I want to share today four strategies to help the root cause of your overwhelm when you're experiencing it. And by the way, I want to just tell you that overwhelm is an emotion. It's not truth. And whenever we say, no, really, I've got so much to do. You just don't understand. There are all these deadlines, all these work responsibilities. Everybody wants all these things from me. The truth is it's not Fact. There may be a lot of things that could be done, but the truth is they're not all due right now and not everyone is requiring them. When we get to the heart of it and sort these things out by doing a brain dump and writing them all out, we can see that some can wait till tomorrow, some can be canceled, some don't ever need to happen, and some could be put off till next month and scheduled accordingly. If we schedule them for next month and we know we're busy, then we have to learn the boundaries to say no and stop taking on new things until we've got the old things done. There are a few strategies that will help us out here, but it's the brain dump that I want to talk about today. We're going to look at this. We're going to laser focus on that list of overwhelm that you've collected and what to do with it. So once you write it all down, that activity that I'm referring to as a brain dump, you have this huge list of things to do. And at first... That's a little bit of a relief because you've captured all of your thoughts. So the emotion can start to relax. It can start to dissipate and you can start to feel a little bit more calm because you've captured everything. And if something else comes to mind, you can write that down too. But now that you're looking at this list of all those things that are overwhelming you together as a whole, it's time to do some analysis. And this is where the real thinking begins that can For some of us, that can be the thing we're actually avoiding. Maybe it's the feeling of overwhelm, or maybe it's the deep thinking of analyzing our commitments and making some decisions. But either way, we're going to have to get to work. The first way to analyze that list of things on your brain dump list is a self-evaluation. Analyze your present actions and plan some new behaviors. If you look at this list and you're seeing mostly phone calls to make, perhaps you're putting off phone calls because you don't want to make them. Maybe you don't like being on the phone. Is there another way you can achieve the goal of communicating? Could it be that you visit these people face-to-face? Would that be more enjoyable for you? Could you send them an email? Could you send them a text? What can you do to add new behaviors to substitute for the ones that you really don't want to do and you're putting off because they're uncomfortable? Another thing that could be contributing to overwhelm is maybe you're a little bit like me. I sit down in the morning and I plan my day. I start to write out all those things I'm going to do. And as I'm doing that, I start thinking about all the things I want to do and all the things coming up next week. And pretty soon I'm in learner mode and I get a little bit lost in my thinking. And that takes up a lot of time. I might start reading a little bit of a book or an article or something about what I'm thinking about. And before you know it, I've just lost a lot of time where I said I was going to be planning my day. And instead, I went to some learning activities. So what are your behaviors? When you look at your list of overwhelm, what kinds of things do you notice are your present actions and what new behaviors could you put in their place? Some people like to use a time log. You record what you're doing every 30 minutes for the entire day, then you reflect on it and you consider Was that time the way you wanted to spend it? And the next day, you do it more thoughtfully and you do it every day until pretty soon you're thinking ahead and you're intentionally spending your time the way you really want to spend it. Self-evaluation is a really good starting point to deciding what your habits are, what your experience is like, and what you're most likely to do. When you're self-evaluating, you don't have to judge anything. You just need to notice and become aware. This is my understanding here is actually that it's the self-evaluation where we lie to ourselves the most. In the day-to-day, when we're busy and we're going through the day, we don't tell ourselves the truth about what we're really doing in the moment. Like when I say I go into learner mode and I start looking at things online or reading a book for a minute, when I'm doing that, I'm telling myself that I'm planning. (laughs) Now That's not really true, is it? So if I can stick to planning mode, I'm much more effective and I get to the action mode. Self-evaluation, that's the key. Number two, action planning. Action planning is where we plan ahead for new behaviors to meet our needs. Now, a lot of times when we're in overwhelm, we are doing some things that are keeping us from executing our actions, from actually carrying out what we plan to do. One of the reasons we do that is we have some unmet needs. Maybe your workload really is quite high and you feel like to yourself, if I don't get some play in right now, I'm never going to. So one of your unmet needs might be that you need some lighthearted play in your life. If you can plan that for the weekend or plan it for the evening or for break time, then you can get those needs met without having to sneak them in and fool yourself. Sometimes an unmet need is subconsciously just creeping into the day and taking over and adding to that sense of overwhelm. Not only does it push off our activities so we are less productive, but it also gives us that hidden sense that we're just not getting our needs met and we're not exactly conscious of why. So action planning can help us solve that problem. It could be simple, specific actions. And we could start small because changing habits can take time. So just change one thing at a time. Find a way to make it measurable, attainable, results focused. Instead of actions to avoid, Focus on actions you're going to start doing. Make it time-oriented, immediate, something that you can frame around an hour, a half an hour, maybe 15 minutes. Action planning is really brief. It doesn't need to take a lot of your time, but after you look at your list of all those things that you believe to be creating your overwhelm, action planning is the next step. So you want to figure out how you're going to get your needs met and how you're going to get to the action that these things require as well. One more thing that I would say is to look through that list of things you have to do and look for common themes. If there are a lot of things in common, you can ask yourself, why are those things not getting done? For example, if everything on your list eventually gets done except your personal exercise routine, you might be putting yourself last. Perhaps you should do the exercise first thing in the morning so that it isn't missed, and then you could begin your workday and ensure that it's not put off or feeling like overwhelming stuff that never happens. Number three, reframing. You can express things in a positive way or with less negativity. And when I say positive, I'm really talking about learned optimism. You don't have to be a total positive optimist like some people you might know. You can actually be a realist. But a positive way is just the assumption that things can be better in the future. After all, the future hasn't happened yet. And why would we want to predict a negative future? The future is unlimited with possibility. Expressing your future goal or your future action in a positive way helps you to shift from focusing on a problem to focusing on a solution. Problems look at the past. Solutions look at the future. Problems talk about why we can't get it done, why it hasn't happened yet, and why we have failed. Solutions talk about what might get us there in a new way or what avenue might help us be more successful. That small shift alone can help you reframe some things on your list so that now they feel doable. I'll give you an example of this. Sometimes I get a little behind in emails. Most of the time I'm good about answering to my my emails, but sometimes like if I have a vacation day, I find it difficult to catch up on emails for weeks at a time. And I'll just have a few emails where I want to give that person a really thoughtful response. So I hold on to it and it sits there for a little longer than I expected. And instead, it becomes an unthoughtful response because I've taken too long. Now, if I look at this and say, I want to get the problem of my email backlog under control. Now, I'm focused on that problem. And yes, it is a problem. But if I shift to, I want to get to a zero inbox. I want zero unread emails and zero things that still need to be dealt with tomorrow. My goal is zero. Now I've got something I'm aiming for. And every day at the end of the day, I can read every unread email that I haven't gotten to yet, give a quick reply to the person to let them know I got it and that I'm thinking about it, and add it to a short list of things to do first thing in the morning the next day. So that's my little approach there. And my reframe is that I'm going to have a zero inbox. I currently do have a zero inbox today as of the recording I'm putting out there. I'm pretty happy about this because that's not always the case. I do have a few hundred emails that I have saved as records of conversations I did have or things I might want to circle back on, but for the most part, those emails are dealt with and they're not waiting for my attention anymore. So a reframe can help us move positively towards solutions. And the last one, number four, behavior rehearsal. Practice a pro-social behavior. Imagine and talk about those behaviors. Remember, behaviors are a choice. Take responsibility for choices and choose more effective action. Behavior rehearsal could be something like this. If I'm having trouble getting started at the beginning of my workday and I know productivity will kick me into high gear, I might get more done and I won't get stuck in learner mode. I need to put the learning activities right after lunch where I have a little bit of downtime and I can sit and I can read and think a little bit more so when I'm doing those things that need action maybe I'm going to rehearse that so every time I walked into my office I'm going to think the first thing I do when I sit down is three actions that need to get done for work and once I've done that I'm going to move on to something else so if I walk into my office after dinner and I just stop there to visit for a minute with my books or materials or call someone or whatever I'm going to sit down and I'm going to imagine that it's morning and the first thing I'm going to do in my imagination is get those three things done. And every time I walk into that office, I'm going to think about getting three things done. I'm going to rehearse that in my mind. I'm going to do it when I sit down in the morning and pretty soon it's going to be a habit for me. So just to recap there, we have four strategies for you that are amazing ways to tackle your overwhelm at the root. Just like pulling that weed up and getting the one root out and all the hanging arms of that weed out of the bushes. The first way is a self-evaluation. Second one is action planning. The third one is reframing. Fourth one is behavior rehearsal. Now I've tried these out and I do find that rotating methods of dealing with your overwhelm sometimes can help because it's kind of an insidious habit that just creeps back in. It's a comfortable feeling that the brain and the body wants to feel because it's familiar. And the more we find new ways to tackle it, the better we're going to get at doing that. Another way to deal with all of this is to think about how good it's going to feel when those tasks have been completed and aim for that when you're doing them. Enjoy the moment of working through the list and getting things done quickly. Thanks for being here with me while we're talking about laser focus to trim the root cause of your overwhelm and be a little bit better and more productive today. Have a wonderful day. And if you're interested in meeting with me as a coach, I do have a little bit of room for new clients. You're welcome to reach out to me on my website. I hope to hear from you soon. If you like what you heard today, share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, check out the resources at my website, drbcoach.com. I'm Bethany Hanson, and thanks for listening.